0: you ever feel like your brain has 50 tabs open at any given time? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now neurodiversity and productivity coach. I'm a certified productive environment specialist with well over 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, Mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong learner, aka a geek, and old enough to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused and organized. Over the course of the next six weeks, we're reproducing a series from March 2021. It's six weeks of very short episodes teaching you exactly how to be more focused and organized when you're at work. They will include information about how to set up your office, how to manage your time, and how to declutter some of your digital information. I hope you enjoy them. I look forward to being with you in mid-July to catch you up on all the things I'm doing over this summer while I'm taking a little break from the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with your friends. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me in my six-part mini-series with actionable strategies you could do right now to unclutter your workspace, your time, and your information. These are just a few of the pointers I offer in my From Fog to Focus coaching program. I decided to offer this series to honor the one-year anniversary of the global pandemic. Even after a year of working from home, so many people are still struggling with balancing it all, or they've returned to the office and even the simplest tasks of our day-to-day work have completely changed. I'd love to know what has helped you most in this mini-series. You can reach me at Katherine at KatherineAvery.com or call with katherine.com to schedule a virtual coffee. I'm so looking forward to hearing from you and I hope you gain so much from this series. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. This is the second in our series today, we're gonna be talking about how you set up your space This is mostly geared for work from home. We will be doing one around your office setup. But given so many people are now working from home, pandemic, et cetera, and I think it's going to be a trend that we are going to continue to have people working from home for quite a while. I think commercial office spaces are going to have a major shift. I wish I was wrong for the standpoint of all those landlords. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to see more and more what they call hot desking where people share desks and they go in maybe one or two days a week. That's just my hunch on where this industry is going. I could be wrong maybe over time. People will drift back to being in offices. But I am seeing this trend towards working from home. If you haven't already set up your office space, you're going to find out how to do it now. So let me bring up information and just say that I think that setting up your office space is super important. You just, it's very hard to be productive if you're not working in a productive environment. So how you set up your space to work best for you is very individualized, but the fact is it's important that you do set up your space. But the first step is to get off the sofa If you're sitting on the sofa with your laptop right now, or lying down on the sofa with your laptop right now, or sitting in anything like an old club chair, um, you're really not doing yourself any favors. First of all, uh, for the gentleman, a warm laptop on your lap is not a good thing. There are lots of reasons for this for gentlemen. It's (laughs) production of things that you might want for when you have children. I'm trying to keep it clean here on this rated pg podcast slash video. And the second reason is it's not good for your back. It's really important you have a super good chair when you're working for a long time period, especially balancing your laptop is just no bueno for uh, your work environment. That being said, even I sometimes sit with my laptop in my lap, but I'm not strongly encouraging it. I encourage you to have a desk. So the second step is to choose your space. And this sounds super easy if you have a spare room floating around the house, but you probably don't. Most people don't. In our case, we discovered that we never used the guest room. A guest might come once a year. And quite frankly, it didn't make sense for us. And we could put someone in a hotel for one day a year. Not a big deal. So when you're choosing your space, you want to select a space that's not being overly utilized in your household. It might be your dining room. It might be your a uh, corner of your family room, you know, if people aren't around at the time. I kind of discourage choosing your bedroom because that's where you sleep and a computer screen in your bedroom where you sleep is not a good plan. If you do have no choice, there's nowhere else to put it. There are two things you could do. One is to put up a screen that blocks it. The second is to keep your screen, faced away from the bed so you can't see it at night. And turning it off, it's even better. So there's been a lot of schools of thought on this with the technology. Some people say leave the technology on all the time. Some people say shut it off. The latest I've heard is shut it off. So I'm rolling the shut it off for now. And here we are. So when you're choosing your space, take an account where you might not be using a space very often. We don't really have a formal dining room anymore either. And I've had plenty of clients who have decided to convert their dining room into their office space. You also have the option to put it in your dining room, tucked in the back somewhere, and um, you know, just roll your nice office chair in and out. So if you're having an event where people are going to be there, you can put it out of there. I heard someone even suggest using an ironing board as a desk because it goes up and down. So you actually have the option to sit or stand at it, which I thought was an absolute riot, but rather brilliant. The next step is to have some sense of privacy. So if you're working from home and other people are around, it would be ideal if you had a door, if you could be completely separated from everybody else. Uh, Like I said, we took the guest room and made it into my office and I have a door and I'm the one who does recording. My husband really doesn't. So when he's working from home, he's working uh, in the downstairs office in the family room. But It's kind of all visually separated, so it doesn't feel too bad. Um, I'm the one recording, so therefore I actually have a door that I can close and I have a big sign on the door, which is step four, a do not disturb sign. So let's say you don't have a door, but you need people to not disturb you. One option is to put um, headphones on, and that can be the indicator. Another is to put a sign up. There's, there's all kinds of ways you can indicate to your family that you don't want to be disturbed at any given time. And you do this, which is step five, by setting up working from home family rules, and What we did was we sat down as family and talked about what times a day I'm going to be working. When can I be interrupted? What can I be interrupted for? What the door means, what the sign means. There's nothing wrong with sitting down with your family and saying, hey, I'm working from home now. Let's talk about how we're going to make this work for everybody so that I can get my work done. The key here is when you're working from home, it is super easy to be working all. The time, and that's not healthy. So you really have to put boundaries around your time. You might decide that you're going to work earlier hours. That's my thing. I really don't love working at five o'clock in the afternoon. Very rare that I'm still working at five o'clock. I really like to be done around three o'clock, and then uh, I'm. But I'm also the person who started working at eight o'clock in the morning, or sometimes even seven or seven thirty. Really depends on the day. Uh, today I started working at eight. And I'm actually going in meetings until 6 p.m. But I've taken a couple of breaks today to step away from work and uh, check in on the families, see how they're doing, pack up some things we need for the weekend. And that's the flip side. (laughs) It can also be super easy when you're working from home to get busy putting away the dishes or doing the laundry. And so those things I try not to do during the workday at all. And in fact, My husband would come home from work and there were all these dishes in the sink. And I said, well, you know, (laughs) when I get to the end of the day, that's when I clean the dishes. I'm not going to do the dishes during the day. Now I've really made a habit of trying to get them done, say at like four o'clock in the afternoon during one of my breaks. Of course, now he's working from home. So he kind of sees the whole dishes stacking up in the sink and does it too. And then one of us at lunchtime, you know, after lunch, we'll take a minute and we'll quickly put some dishes away. So, you, you know... It can be a flexible, you know, rules don't have to be ironclad. They really have to be what works best for you and for your family. And I think when you make those rules together as a family with everybody getting a voice, it makes it a lot better. Let me finish up on boundaries on time because I think this is a super important thing. When you're um, a small business owner or you're working from home, it's really easy, like I said, to work all the time and you've got to put very clear boundaries around this. One thing I do is if I think of something that needs to be taken care of over the weekend and it's an email to go out, one way I can make sure that my clients understand that I don't work on the weekend, although sometimes I do, is to make sure that that email is scheduled out in advance. So. I write the email Sunday at 4 p.m., but I don't want them to know that I'm working on Sunday at 4 p.m. I want to set that boundary. Then what I do is I schedule my email right there in Gmail, that it will go out, say, Monday morning at night. Just one more little pointer that I think is helpful. So your homework for today is to select where you're going to have an office space in your home, if you haven't already, and have a family meeting to go over those work from home rules. And above all else, get stuff done. It's going to be amazing. I think you'll love having your own work-from-home office space. This mini-series is all due to the fact that I am about to launch my program from Fog to Focus. And in Fog to Focus, we talk about how to be productive. It's especially designed for people who have brain-based challenges like ADHD, we tend to be kind of squirrel-brained and all over the place, and we need focus. And one of the ways to get focus is to set up an environment that's productive for you. In this program, Fog to Focus will be working on uncluttering your space, your time, and your information. And this mini-series is just little bite-sized pieces of what's to come in this fabulous program. So thank you so much for joining me today here on the Uncluttered Office podcast and on my video channel, Catherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com. And I'm looking forward to coming back with you for the third segment. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host,